at you home. You ever seen a pretty motherfucker on radio? It don't happen. There's none of pretty dudes on radio. It's because why would you get into radio if you're pretty? You go for TV, you go for the other things. I don't think Howard Stern is ugly for a radio guy. I got no opinions on like how a dude looks. <laughs> say, you just you you plead the fifth on that altogether. Yeah. A lot of the women working radio now are kind of hot. Yeah, they have to be though. Like they have to do events and stuff. Like guys do too, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna go get a a, a beer with my bro or whatever. Right. A chick gotta work a little extra harder. Like yeah, you might be able to take me to the bathroom a little later if I don't have, if I give out all these stickers. Who knows? But you can get tricked by an old lady with her voice, you know? I remember as a kid, uh, Delilah, I didn't realize she was 96. But so that's the old school shit was that you could just be ugly in radio. I think now if you're working radio, you probably have to have your Instagram. You got to got your Twitter. Yeah, yeah you got to be, be a pretty boy. Yeah, and if you're a, a hot chick, it just attracts people, especially no. if you're a hot chick who's an expert in something that's very not ladylike, like an expert in mechanicry or something, like all, cars. Oh, if you're like yeah, yeah. hot chick hmm, geeky hmm. girl with a radio show and you're hot, you're going to yeah. get eyeballs. All Right. We just hopped right into it. Let me introduce our guest for today. We've got Bronx Johnny from the HSR radio show. Hey, guys. And then we've got uh, Joseph Roberts from a Funeral This Afternoon. Hello. Um, so everyone's credits. Is it the HSR radio show or just HSR? So I, we'll, just, we'll call it High Society Radio. I'm not used to like abbreviating stuff. Right. So like people call me like BXJ sometimes. But I'm like, oh, hey, man, I hate that, though. She's like, hey, call me John. Bronx John is fine. BXJ is like, oh, B times J, BJ. Oh, I, hate I, I understood about 10% of what you just said, but I'll roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the the wonders of Bronx Johnny. All right. First topic I want to talk about was the other day I was at my gym. I'm, uh, I'm using the sauna like gay people do, nice. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just in there. I'm using the sauna, talking to the three other random people in the sauna. They look like- uh, They talk to you first or you talk to them? You know what? I'm going to say they talk to me first. Okay. Oh, man. Don't talk to me in the sauna, bro. I think yeah. they- I think they talk to me but then again i was I, I run some sprints and i came in there with some real energy and so i you was <laughs> waiting for somebody to talk to you did you like make like tap your foot or something and like, get attention no no but i might have just like stepped in there like what's up kind of energy oh. yeah, like not oh, quite no, no hey what are you doing semen Nice, nice. <laughs> what have you been in here? Fifteen minutes. All to, right. To play back, there was like a puddle of water in the sauna, and I stepped in it. Ugh. And I'm not sure if they started conversation with me. I was like, "Hey, is that like from there? Or did I just step in someone's sweat?" And then that sparked up conversation. Yeah. So I, I, you know what? I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on who started the conversation. Gotcha. But the conversation very quickly, and these were just like middle aged Asian guys. They weren't like broy finance dudes. They weren't like hippie people. Gotcha. Very quickly went into co- um went into conversation conversation about hallucinogenics and mushrooms. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. That's pretty dope. Like within you, two, got, you got a lucky swing of the bat there. Roll the dice. Within like two to three... And by the way, one of these Asian guys who was like really into his hallucinogenics was also cross-eyed, so that was also just trippy <laughs> as fuck. Oh, <laughs> He's like talking to me about... But like, it's three similar looking Asian guys, one of which has yeah, these trippy happens. eyes. They usually that, do look like a little bit. And then they're all just like talking to me about mushrooms. Like that in itself was trippy as fuck. And the other thing that was great is one of them was like... Had such an ego about his tripping, like I'm so good about, I'm so good at my tripping. I got ego extinction. It's like he's missing the point. <laughs> yeah, like a little yeah. bit. Like you gotta when, let loose, man. Yeah, he's like when I trip, you I can't fucking let loose. <laughs> you must always be on top of the trip. It's crazy. Like if I just, you didn't have your neck, you would look Asian just because of the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, All right. No, he does look like the villain in one of those old school movies who's got like almost enough karate skills but then gets kicked in the face pretty quickly. You're like somebody's evil butler, man. I would mess with you if I was in a rich person's house. It's pretty dope. But what I noticed in that three-minute conversation is that I would say even two years ago, 
I'd mostly no. Don't be drinking my water. There's a whole. What? You can. Uh, you're free to come and no, go and grab as much water as you beer, want. Pour you a little beer. Bit. No, he nah, doesn't I'm drink okay. beers, but he's thirsty. There's drinking. there's water uh, right there. You can. All right, I'll get it. Okay, okay. but don't be drinking my water. I was gonna drink it. Oh, you were going. You were going for my water a little bit. You know. Oh, you can pour a little bit. No, it's fine. I'll very Yeah, you made him feel weird. No, no, I'll sanction pouring. He just he knows I'm a Jeremy, so he'll just go for my beverage, and it will become his beverage. He's done this to me more than once. You're legit germaphobe. Yeah, yeah. I'm. How did you go into a sauna? I don't get that. Yeah. Wait, how, why is the sauna bad for germs? It's all sweat. Dude, you stepped in a puddle of sweat. Well, how that's is that? Sweat, if you're lucky, that's, you might be cum. That's what I almost freaked out about, but it was water from the uh, from the shower. So here's Still, the, though, so uh, he, mm. he, here's the thing with the sauna. I figure heat's killing a lot of the germs. I'm also going right from the sauna to the shower, and I'm not like- In a public gym, though. Or probably, would it, still, people use that before you did. I would think like yeah. your house is made of like styrofoam or whatever. And you don't I'm not touch that. Anything. I'm not. I'll tell you. Here's the level of my germaphobe. You got shower sandals? Nah. Whoa! Uh, what? No. I got wow. shower sandals. You ain't even a germaphobe. Now I have like some shit to pretend. Like I, I've shook your hand once or twice. I think. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a germaphobe in that like first thing. Like when I come home, uh-huh. first thing I'm doing is washing my hands. I want to eat food without having washed my hands first. That's smart. That's really gross clean, to me. You know, that's not being a germaphobe. Yeah, when you're living in New York City, I wash my hands and face like 20 times a year. Use a condom every time you have sex. Yes, I mean, <laughs> well, you until, about until, until I'm too drunk that you're just like, fuck this condom. You got a fucking germ before. No, but, going, no, but I, I'm like, <laughs> but like, here's the thing. If I'm if I'm like out on a date with a chick, I won't share. I'll make out with her. Like once I make out with her, I don't care. But otherwise, I don't want to share a drink with her. That's like gross That's to just, me. You just a sociopath at that point. You can make <laughs> eye contact like when you meet them and shit, or you looking around like your hair's wonderful. You <laughs> mean like, hey, I, I'm right here? Like no, I can't look at your face. How could you tell from my beverage content that I co- comment that I was bad with eye contact? I don't know, dude. You like, can just tell I'm that guy. It's just, yeah, it's like I, I can't call you a germaphobe either. Right. You, you occasionally sounds like you do a new like raw sex with a broad, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> right. Who yo shit? You know I never use a rubber. I'm not. I'm yeah. anti-germaphobe. I don't know what right. that word is. I guess sloppy. I'm a sloppy. <laughs> no, I think it keeps you healthy. You yeah. know, to expose your dick to germs. Oh, yeah. Your dick, Just your face. Leave it out there. I ain't never caught AIDS, so I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's really hard to catch AIDS. That's what that yo. <laughs> Super <laughs> don't joke like that. <laughs> well, I, I, I stand by his logic. If you haven't caught AIDS yet, you're doing something right. Because that's a very low bar for feeling successful in your life. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Well, it's just like road dogging it. That's like the end game. You don't want to catch AIDS. You can catch a clap. Anything else is funny to say at a party. AIDS <laughs> is quite the serious topic. Did you say? Wait, wait. Did you say at a party or at the park? Oh, at, at the party. Oh, 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 okay. party. I ain't got AIDS. You need the word. Let's chill. Yo, what's shorty's name? She got AIDS? Nah. Let's say hey. What STDs have you had? I have had none. I don't know how I've pulled that off, but I've had none. I'm not even bullshitting. It's like, God damn, fuck. Uh, If I was a praying man, I'd pray right now and thank Jesus for it, but... Hell nah, I never caught nothing. How often are you having, like, a first-time sexual experience and not wearing a rubber? What do you mean first time? Like, I'm a born-again virgin? I don't do that shit. No, I mean, like, it's your first time having sex with someone... And you're like it's every time, dude. Like, what do you mean? I don't wear rubber. Like, uh, like when I did, when I how do you the sell? Yeah, how do you how do you sell a lady on? Hey, we're not wearing a rubber because usually I find they're more the enforcers of well, rubbers. Uh, I don't always go after like Ivy League chicks. Well, and I'll t- shit, so. Okay, so I it's easier. Like, I'll hey, tell you, foreskin's a natural defense mechanism. That <laughs> word, it is true. It's not out there. Like, right? you got it. That's all you it takes. It. I'll tell you what my strategy is. Uh-huh. Um, my penis will protest the condom. To the point that the chick will finally be like, "All right, just get rid of the condom," yeah, and then you just point. fuck. It's pitiful. Try a yeah. bigger condom. 
What? Try Whoa, to pick a condom. Hey, look at them you throwing know, out like, compliments. That shit. I used to think it was like, yeah, you, but you I get soft when it's in a condom. Yeah. I was just using, they're too small. They're fucking choking you Whoa, out. Whoa, pardon me, man. Yeah, Shit. you just fucking slip the bigger ones on. They don't come off, you I'm know. I'm in a room with fucking porn stores, <laughs> apparently. Shit. Give it a shot. Yeah, that that was always my issue was my penis is too big. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like I like the world the two of you live in where you think I'm having sloppy raw anal sex and he thinks my dick's too big for condom. Hey, so why compliment not, host of the show hey, is your show, compliment. man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe we should just call it an episode. There, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> um, no, but I have found that over the last few years, it seems like hallucinogenics are just like more like normalized like that was yeah. almost I would never bring that up with random people and assume that they were down for even a conversation about it but I, I think that's like what part of the baby boomer, boomer generation where they had fucking they were doing drugs like drugs isn't frowned upon as it used to be and shit depending on what part of the world you're in but yeah, everybody's like, yo, you've everybody's done something and shit. No, but I feel like mushrooms, where it was a little more out there, is almost more new agey. Mm. It's kind of, it's starting to turn the corner a little bit. For where sure. I think mainstream people are learning, like, hey, this is good for mind expansion. It's not just for idiots doing drugs. Well, because people realized, you know, well, they lied to us about weed, you know, right. like everyone's, and it's like, this is grows out of the ground. It this makes sense. People would have a little more trust in it. Oh, yeah. And it's basically like fucking, especially with like psychedelics and shit. You got like Joe Rogan out there preaching mm -hmm. a good word. You got like uh, Mike Brancatelli, <laughs> all those guys. They, I, they pitch good shit about it. And like, yo, you could read up. You got like, it's an express way of just the drugs, anything. I think podcasts are a big part of it Hell and the yeah, access man. to information now well, online. The internet, for sure. Yeah, just the internet has so changed. Because before, you had no information on these drugs whatsoever except that some people told you it was horrible for yeah. you and your dumbest friend said that it was a lot of fun. Yeah, That's kind of... Yeah, everybody would fucking tell you some other shit. Fucking took a mushroom the other day and the rug tried to eat me. Like, oh, shit, I don't want to try that. <laughs> oh, hey, I almost put on a condom. Some random <laughs> shit. Just your friends giving you the worst advice. All right. I tell you, man, ask yeah. help me quit drinking. I'm like 90% really? sure. Yeah, because I used to be a janitor, so I could just fucking trip at work, you yeah. know? And yeah. I would just fucking take a little bit of acid. If I didn't have a delivery, I'd take a bunch of acid and just fucking clean all acid. day. And, uh, you know, I stopped for a week and I just was tripping all the time. And I was like, why would I ever drink again, man? <laughs> no, they say that of tripping experiences that sometimes it will point out your worser habits and sure. like how you're you're really just killing yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I've heard of a, quite a few people who quit drinking from being on acid, but they usually weren't doing acid all day. Every, that's a real no, commitment. Yeah, I was it doing it probably like 10 times a month. Holy you know, shit, that's not Maybe bad. a little more. I'm thinking you're doing like 10 times a day and shit. Your body's nah. just a molecule now, at this point. Uh, well, <laughs> One molecule. Okay, so after, uh, how many months was were you doing that for? Um, how many times would you say you tripped on acid total? I probably couldn't even tell you. I've probably taken acid probably over 100 times. Okay. But, uh, shit, man. Do you think there but been... I take real small amounts. You know, I've never had a bad trip in my life. Do you think, like, mm. your brain has been warped in any way, positive or negative from it? I don't think it's been warped. Um... I believe uh, I have a pretty positive outlook. You know, I used to get really depressed as a kid. Yeah. But, you know, they had me on the fucking uh, Adderall and shit, and that stuff, you know, messed with my brain. That's just the worst. So I've been on drugs my entire fucking life, you know, and yeah. I just found one that works for me. Why do you think that? Because you work in education. Do you, like, advise uh, people against medicating their kids with Adderall? Uh, My kid, because in the city school, we don't. We have maybe, like, two kids that, that do Adderall at all. Because that's a white people's thing. It kind of is, and, like, you got to have two parents. Well, I'm, a, I'm out in the Jamaica, Queens and shit. It's not yeah. easy out there either. But we maybe have two kids on it. And like everybody, even like Stanley, like, yo, that fucking kid is cool. And the kid don't <laughs> want to take it. I'm like, yo, if you want, I'll confiscate it. And if you need an emergency dose, I'll have one for you. <laughs> you just give me the 90, I'll save one for you. 
And the kid's like, no, I, I might need it. You know, whatever. Not bad, though. Like, you uh, you could do a fucking cheap uh, eight ball with that shit. Crush up some Adderall, some Oxy. <laughs> fucking truck a speedball right there, man. I wish I started that selling is them my, as a kid. I, I used to call that the, the white man's speedball. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is my some favorite shit. thing. A half an Adderall, a half a Percocet. Have that with a beer. Good God. That's the best drug <laughs> that ever existed. I used to call that the Connecticut speedball. Damn. Um, But I got to tell you, I, I'll take... Uh, uh, man, we're really t- taking a trip down the, the wormhole here. I'll take Adderall over Coke any day. Okay. I just prefer it. I know what it is. I know that it's clean. Coke does nothing for me. I've been prescribed now, Adderall. Do, you, do, you, do yeah. you drink it like regular or you crush it up? No, nah, I've never really snorted Adderall. Well, you know you speed up the process if you crush it because yeah. you kill the timer in it. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. I'll... Um, no, if I'm taking an Adderall, though, sometimes I, like, I, I don't mind chewing it. I'll chew one down. You ever done that with a chick? What, hung out with the chick and take an Adderall? Yeah. I don't think so, no. All right. Why? What do you... Uh, I would figure, like, if you did, I don't know how cool that'd be like, hey, babe, I got this Adderall. She's waiting for you to crush it up. She's got the bill ready for you to snort. Right. And you just give her a cup of water, like, drink it down. That's way less romantic than yeah, hanging out and doing it up. a little Yo, blow. Sn- doing a little toot with somebody, you yeah. open yourself up. Like, if I, I did a blow with this dude, we'd have a good conversation. <laughs> not that we're not having one now. Yeah, but, like, right. if, you know, you roll up a dollar bill or whatever, maybe a ten in your suit, well, where, where I- and way. I tell you, and by the way, this is what's great about the Bronx is that's the advice you'll get from an educator uh-huh. <laughs> is that cocaine is better for romantic evenings than taking Adderall. Well, you, you're more lively. Yeah. Like if I've done acid every once in a while, you know, it's a good acid time. Acid to wake you up. Oh, dude, that acid, I love for the fact that I know the day I get a stroke, my left side's <laughs> fucking done. Because <laughs> you feel that. Sh- I felt that shit all on my left side. Like, fuck, when I have a stroke, shit is over. I'm going to have, like, a fucking two-faced thing going on. And I got to, like, flop my arm like a fish out of water <laughs> to open a fucking doorknob. I hope that's it's my sh- left side. Oh, no. that it, Right? If you have a stroke, it's your left side. Right? Is that that's a your right. Fact. I thought... I just figured... I always thought it was your left because your heart's on your I left. I figured it depending on where, like, the clot in your fucking... I thought it was a person by person. Like, you can just oh, lose half thing? your oh. side. I didn't think I it was specifically one side. But yeah, Why like, are you so convinced that you're having a stroke? Well, no, no I'm saying if I ever did... Right, like the Adderall made my left side just feel a lot weirder than my right. My right <laughs> felt cool. So you just feel like the left, left side's gonna felt go. Like weak. I like shit. My left's gonna go. I like shit. And I told my mom, if ever, my shit ever goes dead on me, take me out back, put one in my head, say Ooh. crackhead did it, and collect the insurance. We're all good to go. Oh, okay. You got a good insurance policy. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's just how put, you gotta live, dude. Union job. Love it. Just put <laughs> me down. All right. So I want to talk about um, birthright citizenship because uh, mm. Trump is talking about getting rid of it. And so just to read you the headline, it was Paul Ryan says you cannot end right birth in birthright citizenship with an executive order. And yeah. um, to be honest, I, I'm not sure that immigrants have like pregnant immigrants have anything to worry about because executive order might just be Trump's term for when he's, you know, getting takeout. Like, I don't think <laughs> that's necessarily anything yeah. to do with food. Um, and this might actually be better than their other plan, which was just deporting them before they give birth. So that's mm-hmm. my introduction. Yeah. But I'd like to get into the topic of um, birthright citizenship. And so we specifically wanted to have Bronx Johnny on um, because as an illegal alien, <laughs> what do you think about birthright citizenship? <coughs> do you think that, like, that's a legit way that people should be citizens? Uh, it's It shouldn't be a fucking issue. Ju- well, it's how you get into the country, too, because I'm currently dealing with, with an immigration issue myself. Trying to get married abroad and bring my wife and the kid over here. So I see people in a fucking caravan do it. And I get it. There's violence. People scared and shit. I'm not a monster. Like, if you can help people out, you you know, you help them out. But in that situation, you can't fucking send aid over there because everybody's corrupt and shit. But here I am paying mad money out my ass, like, to get this shit done legally. Mad paperwork involved. 
And you got people just walking over. It's like, I don't know. I'm like 50-50 on it. Um, but it does say in the fucking Constitution, if you're born here, regardless of who your parents are, you're a fucking citizen. Like, it's in the Constitution. You can't just fuck that away. There has to, there's a process now. I don't, uh, so let's. Uh, I, I I agree with you, and we're going to get to the Constitution um, aspect of this in a moment. But let's uh-huh. just imagine that the Constitution didn't exist, and the three of us were able to make decisions. Yeah. So, in your in your opinion, do you think the fact that someone was born somewhere should constitute citizenship? So, like, let's go with the most ridiculous extreme example. This is this kind of like the funny scenario in my head is you've got border agents. They're standing at the border, and like it's like a football play. Pregnant ladies just trying to cross that border. <laughs> she's dodging, she's weeging, she's uh, she gets over the line and like spiking a football. She pops out a baby, spikes it into it American crosses, territory. It the end zone in this case. Exactly. This is an American citizen. Or the other thing that they're confronting is people. Um, they call it birthing tourism, where people will specifically plan trips to America to kid. give birth in America and then having a kid. So, yeah. but now here's the flip side of that. So, so, like, so they can take it back to Europe and have like a, a, a dual a citizenship. dual citizenship, so that the child huh. can live here. Yeah, that's smart. Why I never not? Knew that. Wow, that's yeah, that, that's mean, a thing. Why but don't then, we have everyone do that? We can address that in a second. But then the other thing is, so then you might say, no, it's all about your parents. But then if you got two parents who are like, fuck America, move to France, you know, grow out their bushes, shove baguettes in each other's assholes, and they're just like, fuck America every day. So is that an American kid when he's born in France to two American parents who specifically hated the U.S.? Well, the kid would be French by law, though, because it's where you're born. And like, one of those, I think, 35 or 40 nations that were you. If you're born there, that's what that's your birthright. Right. That's who you are. You're that citizen of that country. Right. So, like, well, let's look at that. So, the concept of like the extreme example of someone gets over the border just to crank out a kid. So, does it make sense to say just because like the land, like the land itself, somehow has this magical value that if you're born on the land, you're American? That's what it is. That's all it is. It's like like as if there was this magical force field, and if you were just born yeah. within the force field, you're dictated as being an object of that. Force field, which would be America. It just seems so un-American, to, you know, what? To, to be like, nah, we're, we're revoking this whole thing, yeah. you know, like that's how the way it's always been. Sure, it's not like every country's that way, but like what the fucking forefathers or whatever are stupid now, but they had it right on gun. Like it so seems so unconservative to me. You yeah, know no, I mean? so you're saying that oh. it, since it's always it, it's kind of like tradition that yeah, since it's, it's fucking, always been that it, if you're born here, you're yeah. considered American. Let's have it. Like how far back right. are you gonna go? So you but, know what well, I mean? I don't, I don't know if they were talking about like revoking people that are here. I think it's anybody born now and going forward. Well, shit. We still, still you know. We so need... the issue with that is changing voting demographics. Yeah, and that's and that's if you have, it was. yeah, it's good it, for like Olympic stuff. You know, I want some. I want some gold medals, baby. That's how we do it. And then here's the other thing. Is that uh, I'd be all for if we didn't have social benefits, if we didn't have people like you who pay a shit ton of taxes that goes to other people, yeah. guys like me and Joe, we don't tax. Yeah. You know, that's that's right. I, I pay taxes and I get free, <laughs> I get free healthcare. Can't fucking get a suit like that if you're paying taxes. <laughs> you can't get no funeral suit with the, no, uh, yeah. without no tax yeah, dollars. Joseph A. Yeah, nice. Uh, Joseph A. Bank. Is mm. it? I don't know. Oh, okay. Fucking dank ass suit. I've worn it two times. I got two dead people. It in looks my good life. on you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so the question becomes, since there's so many social benefits that are going to these people, and they don't necessarily have the same values as, you know, conservative Americans, they seem to vote more for um, Democrats or for socialism. So do we have to take a look at that and go, hey, maybe this is a dumb criteria that just being born here allows someone to be a citizen? Is that maybe, like, changing the demographics of the country Uh. so much that it's not like... That it's not the country. I agree that that would be like a, a thought process for, like, especially Trump and the Republican side because they're not getting those voters. Yeah. But that's also lazy on their part because uh, when they had Michael Steele on there, he was trying to convert uh, a lot more different people to become Republicans. They should have kept with that. And, like, uh, in the last election, I remember Trump got a pretty good percentage of, of male Hispanic voters. So it's not like they're lacking there. They just yeah. got to work a little hard to get those votes. Once they start getting those votes, they're not going to give a fuck where you're born. As long as you vote... Re- Whoever's in the well, that's in true. No, I agree with you 100. percent It's all about, about it. the voting demographics. If yeah. all these people were voting Republican, yeah. the Republicans they would go. Give a shit. The yeah. Democrats would be making a fucking yeah. Go, Democrats, 100. percent It's all about. So that's all that is. Getting your winning block. At the end of the day, that's all we know, though. It's yeah. the world we grew up in. So, like, if it's the shit, you know, I don't know if I want to change that. Like, if you're born here, yeah, you should be a, an American citizen. If your parents want to become American citizens. Now, that's the thing. Well, let's say, okay, let's just say as a theoretical, we ramp that up to, let's just say 90% of the births next year in America were illegal aliens that snuck in. Holy and fuck. Let's no, just, let's nobody just say else is fucking in the country. <laughs> let's, let's just say as a total theoretical, yeah. um, or take a, a block of people that are maybe less attractive. Like, let's say... Um, Everyone from the Middle East somehow Jesus. got into America and birthed kids. Yeah. And we all said, all right, maybe this is stupid. You put a limit on it? No. So I think we would go, all right, I don't know that it makes sense that being born in America should automatically make you an American. Like, that's in other words, I don't have. know. It doesn't like, make sense. No, just because that's what we have, I don't know that that's des- necessarily the best criteria but for establishing citizenship. However long we've had the 14th uh, Amendment in the Constitution, yeah. that's how long we've had this law. It's been around longer than, like, our grandparents and shit, whatever. That's mm-hmm. what this country knows. To change something that drastically is some crazy shit. Just to You'd hurt have to, like, people, too. It's not like, well, it yeah, it's not like it, it's and helping And it comes something. off as spiteful. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how it comes off. So it's, it's weird. If they did that, they'd have to make it easier to, like, come in legally. Well, okay. Well, you know? uh, so here's two things. it's so hard to Firstly, get in this country legally. to make things clear, if we, yeah. didn't, if we didn't have taxes and social benefits, I say have open borders everywhere. Let as many people move wherever they can. Yeah. Because people are a form of capital. They're an asset. You have to actually recruit them. And you can either put them to work or you can sell them goods. Yeah. Under the current framework, you're literally robbing current people of their wealth to reallocate it to somebody else. So, in other words, it's yeah, not like these people are just showing it. up to go, hey, I want to live here, or hey, I want my kids to live here, but I'm not looking for anything from you guys. I just want to be able to forge my own opportunity. They're saying, I want my kids to be considered a U.S. citizen so that they get your health care, they get access to your schools. Yeah. Um, and that school thing, that that's not that's like 12 grand a year in cost. Like, we're not talking about a small amount of money yeah. that they're demanding access to for no other reason than the fact that they were able well, to what about the fucking... cross a line and give birth. Well, what about the barefooted people down in the south that like have generations of people not doing shit yeah, you know what true. I'm saying like they ain't fucking helping either and they still sucking up the same revenue what cause they've been here longer cause they ain't never left the swamp they have better fucking <laughs> Damn. rights to it I mean shit what the fuck is the difference so I don't think that those social goods should exist at all but yes if they do exist I do understand why someone would have more of a historical claim of having been here for the whole ride versus one, someone yeah, you gotta let like, the Mexicans have it cause you know they fucking uh, half Indian half Spanish you know like they, yeah. they've been here longer they're a breed of people that we kicked out yeah <laughs> so come on I mean how stupid are you gonna get? What do you mean? I just how far back are you gonna go? 
to where we can deny people. It's like, uh, well, you can't. You okay. will start now well, going forward if you try to implement it. Because there's can't, no way well, you're going to resist. The point is, you can't, you can't allow. You can't just allow everyone. It like, you're you're what you're basically saying is, listen, there's some people here that are getting free shit. They probably don't deserve free shit. So why should they get free shit over all these people in other countries? But if you just let, mm-hmm. you got to have some sort of a line on some people are going to get free but, shit and some people aren't because it's infeasible to give everybody free shit. But here's my shit too. Like you see, we just. Use the word shit a little bit too many times <laughs> in different contexts for anyone to follow this but go ahead but like the way it goes is like these people that are doing all this for their kids to be here is the same way like your ancestors and my ancestors yeah. came here just for a shot right yeah. everybody wants a chance living the dream like mines did it the right way they did the paperwork and all that and i get you know people coming from like central america don't have that option it's so fucked down there that's pretty bad shit down there i got kids in my school that are from there it's a nightmare i'm like damn it's worse than war zone down there they just don't talk. Like, it's so bad, the corrupt cops can't even do shit. And they're corrupt. Like, usually they'll be like, the only shit they can do is like, all right, we'll give you a data pack, your shit, and be out. But if we come back, you, they're not even arrested. They're going to kill you, bury you outside. It's the way they say it. I don't know how true it is, but whatever. It To the point of everybody comes to America, because no matter what, you can make it great again or whatever. Everybody around the world thinks that semi's still great. They're right. still trying to get here. There's something to that. So, so the, the question, though, is if at a certain concentration, would you guys agree with me at a certain concentration? Let's say we had a 90 percent level of births to people that weren't actually born in this country, like people who illegally came in 90 yeah, percent of the births next year. Yeah. Would you guys say, all right, we got to review this principle? Nah, or would you I'd, say I'd a principle like, need, is a principle? We need to start fucking more. We need yeah. to fucking like you got 10 percent of the fucking like because I tell you, but then you probably with, uh, end up with an overpopulation issue. But so in other words, you guys take yeah, you guys take the approach. It's such an ingrained principle of, hey, if you're born here, you're an American well, citizen. Think about all the Im- I'm yeah. sorry. No, go well, ahead. Well, just go think ahead. about all the Americans you're missing out on. I mean, you, you think about the families fucking fought. They're walking mil- like hundreds of miles to get here. Yeah. Like, they want the fucking American dream. They're going to take advantage of the uh, education system more than you probably did. Or some of them, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I took, well, that, that, that's a bold claim because what you're trying to say is, and I well, no, well, I took I advantage agree, of my public health. I took advantage of my public schooling. Right, I fucking yeah. dicked around. I did nothing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, no, I get what you're saying. That the people who want to come here have hustle in them, and yeah. so they might be great people to have here. I want, yeah. I want good right. Americans. You so know what I'm saying you could actually. It, here's what I would want to see on that is of the people who are illegal immigrants and then their children. Like, are they actually a drain on the system, or do they become a positive economic influence because they innovate shit or have really high-end jobs because of their intelligence and hustle? Um, that, that'd that be an interesting well, number to see. I can't the, tell you one way high, or the other. They're still illegal immigrants, yeah. so going for high-end jobs, it's not going to work. What? They don't they don't get that. Like, if they're illegal immigrants, they're not going to get high-end well, jobs. The no, kids your, your, kid, your kid, kid can become a doctor. Yeah. yeah. I'm but saying you can, you, work your, your you can work your way up. You feel like, all right. I think the end game there would be you want your kid to get here, you stay here as long as you can, you stay out of trouble, do everything you can for them to do what they have to do, and then when they make it, they give you, you know, they help you maintain you either here or back in the motherland or whatever, and that's how I, I would think that would be the end game. But who knows? I think so I personally, I think I think birthright citizenship is kind of. Listen, like I said, ideal world, open borders, I don't give a shit, localized government, force them to compete for human beings who are a resource, and we can see which way government Jesus, operates best. Like a plantation, dude. That, that's the way I like it. Um, but birthright citizenship, I'm not sure I understand why someone who comes over on an airplane or just gets across the border and gives birth to a kid, that that should be considered a citizen. That's the law we've always had, though. Yeah, because it's America. Yeah, so you're saying that, that, so, uh, that that's the way that it always been. Like, I'm and figuring, that's, like, one day, 
when we have space exploration or whatever, you know, you passing by the moon on your spaceship, somebody pops a baby out over the moon. Technically, the baby's considered a moon baby, right? Moon baby. That would be that. <laughs> same, that I, I don't know moon. if that actually applies to, like, if you gave birth on a plane over the, like, the U.S., the kid would be considered a U.S. citizen, right? I don't know. I don't know. Air, I'd consider it from where work. you took off if we're getting technical. So, I don't, I, right. I don't necessarily uh, hold the value of tradition in the same esteem you guys do. I have this quote on my wall, which I like a lot, which is, uh, chaos is just the emergence of new patterns not yet readily understood. Gotcha. And so what that means is if we can't actually apply logic to something other than, well, this is the way that we always did it, well, then let's question it. Is that really the best way of doing this? Or are we just doing it because they did it and the people before them did it? And are there consequences to doing it that way? And is there a better way to do it? Like, Because if you just take the tradition route, I'm sure there was a time before toilet paper when people were just cleaning their asses with their hands. You're yeah. not going to stand around and go, well, I'm not going to use that toilet paper stuff. Everyone before me used their hands. Hands are great. Or when they came up with the bidet that you loved, you wouldn't go, hey, that toilet paper, that's what my granddaddy did. I'm Fuck that bidet. I don't care how many herpes I got. Mm. So I, I do think that in the, like, just the traditional argument to me doesn't necessarily hold. All right. Yeah. So in your case, though, with the 90% situation, right? Yeah. You would say- Critical right, mass. Critical mass situation. Too many Muslims. <laughs> uh, yeah. You would say too, too many uh, whatever people is here. What would you do then? You would implement, what, like a cap? Like you can only have so many foreign babies born? Like how does that work? Um, no, so I'm saying that I, I, I'm, I'm evaluating whether or not birthright citizenship is a smart way of labeling, hey, someone is a citizen of a place. No, I, I got you. Or if we part. should be using a different criteria. So now I think what you're asking me is what do I think the criteria should be? Yeah, like what would you, you what do you have, like a cap number? I don't think it would, no, I don't think, no, I don't think a cap number makes sense, nor do I think a certain amount of time. But I do think that, like, within the current system where there are social benefits, I think that there has to be, I don't love, we're going to get into this. One of the current ways that you can become a citizen is lottery system. To me, lottery system is really stupid. Yeah, America, yeah, it's um, rigged. America. Well, it's not just that it's rigged. To me, America loves lotteries because we love the concept that like luck can really show us that someone was chosen by God, kind of thing. That like there's something special about you beyond luck. That if you win, like luck yeah, is but, almost the, the the way that we can determine that you're the blessed person. You know what? We I we put a little, saying, but I don't yeah. disagree with you on that because like my 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 wife. I'm trying to uh, we get married in December. Trying to get her over here and shit. Like, to get a visa, like, if I wanted to get her, like, a fucking fiancé visa, that shit is a luck of the draw, too. Like, it's legit. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, the idea of a visa being a lotto pick yeah, kind of sucks. I think they should, that should probably be a little bit more stringent on the fact that what can you contribute to the country you're coming to? I like that. that or, or, how, or how can you prove that you're going to be a part of this country? You're <laughs> going to try and, like... Um, that works for me. Because there, yeah. there are a lot of people, no disrespect, you know, I got family in Ecuador and whatever. You got a lot of bum motherfuckers out there that, like, they got wife beaters on with their belly popping out. All of a sudden, they're getting visas. But you got a kid that, you know, his family's well off. They went to a good school and shit. They can't get in. Well, I, I, I kind of look at it this way. There's this, um, I, I've said this line on this show before, and I like it a lot. There's this Robert Greene line that's the best therapy is hanging out with people that are substantially different than you are. So, for example, I was mm -hmm. saying this as, as a compliment to Joseph Roberts. I'm kind of a negative thinking kind of guy. No. or And it, it, it's good to be around positive thinking guys because that kind of rubs off on you. Or The best example of this would be I worked in a sales office once. And I, I'm telling you by nature, I couldn't be more of a non-salesperson. I couldn't be more of a low confidence, hey, this is never going to work, not knowing how to push people. But what happened was I was around these managers and all these people who said, this is the way that you make a sale. And they kept doing it and it kept working. And so I had to adopt their habits. 
If I continue just doing what I did, I would never make a sale in my entire life. But all mm-hmm. these people, they had winning habits. They knew how to operate in a certain way that got them the end results of sales. Mm-hmm. So I mimicked what they were doing. So I think there's something to be said. Like if I went to Italy and I was like, fuck, I like what these Italians are doing. I love. You have to adapt. You got to adapt. You got to go, mm-hmm. okay, I, like I got to kind of sit on the on the outside and go, these guys know something that I don't. Let me kind of learn, like maybe not even be a citizen. Maybe it's like I respect what these people are doing. I want to be a part of it, but I want to be a part of what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which is, that's how you- But that's, that's the melting yeah. pot aspect of it. That's that's how that shit ties in. Like, you, I don't know how you would have figured the, the 90% idea that you had. It's right. an interesting idea. So it's a high number. No, because I was saying like, no, because I'm saying if you look at it in the extreme, do we really think that the just birthing is such a high value concept that it should always be applied? Like it doesn't matter. It's just you're born here, you're American. Like no, no, no I got, I got yeah. the question part of it, but like, how would you solve it? I I'm more here for exploring ideas. You, but you had no idea, like no, I don't know, I don't have a solution. I'm I'm just trying to evaluate. Like, I think you would yeah. probably like if you giving me ninety percent of people like coming over, fucking around, whatever. Mm-hmm. You would probably cap it. Well, I don't know, because I think lottery's stupid. I think cap is stupid. I hate the idea that it's just because, like, you're lucky and you're not. Your kid is a citizen and that person's citizen is not. Like, I think that there should be a different standard. And, mm-hmm. like, what you were saying of you got to earn it, well, then that becomes a value thing. Well, what is what does our culture value as it being a way of earning citizenship? You should is earn it? it on a Japanese game show. <laughs> <laughs> Where you fuck your mom. <laughs> you fuck oh. your mom after you run up a mountain of No, is soap? it, hey, oh. is it, you got you to gotta, um, achieve a certain, like, educational status where we go hey you're of high intelligence yeah. do you have to in your home country have um done something to benefit the other people that we go hey this yeah. person's charitable i'm gonna be honest with you like yeah for uh, if you're going off for like academics there's a lot of good people in other like third parts of like well, horrible never, parts yeah. of the world and shit they wouldn't be able to cut it because they don't have money right like we have a good public school system out in other parts of the world that shit don't exist either you got money to go to school or you don't like, you got fucking farmer kids that, like, they go up to, like, the third or fourth grade and shit. No, so, so maybe, uh, like, fucked. okay, so here... They could be good people. They could be fine. great mechanics. So here's... here's you a, wouldn't know it. Here's a theoretical. Total theoretical. We gotcha. go, we really value people in America that are charitable, that want to be givers to a community. So in order to get citizenship, we need to see a record of four years of uh, volunteer work, either in America or abroad, or something that you did to contribute Shit, to. Four years is a long fucking time. I'd be kicked out the country. <laughs> that was a fucking kid. Mm. No, but I'm saying you can create these standards around values as opposed to just around luck. So at a minimum, I'd rather see it be established around values than a lottery. Yeah, like, well, I hate so, the lottery system. So to go a little further, like, for example, we have a value in this country that we love entertainment. If someone's really good at sports, it seems like they get a visa, no problem. Well, yeah, if you're Yao Ming, no problem. You want to fight in the UFC because you're the best guy, no problem. Yeah. But then you're the best fucking engineer in China, and IBM wants to bring you over here to solve some... No, you got to win... From what I understand, you got to win an H-1B visa versus some other... Like, like 500K or some shit like that. That's it just seems I... to me like, wait, wait, so we so value entertainment over engineers, we'll leave engineers to a visa That's program, a point, actually, yeah. whereas entertainer, like, you play, oh, this guy throws a mean pitch, we'll have him over here, no no problem. So what I'm saying when it comes to the, the birthright citizenship, so... Uh. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. The birthright citizenship standard exists because we're just saying historically it's tradition. Whereas what I'm saying is, at a minimum, firstly, I think this whole thing is fucking racket. But it it is a, it is a of a detriment to our country. So at a minimum, why don't we reestablish it over some sort of a value standard? At which I'm not saying I have what that value is, but at least it would make sense to me if it was a different criteria. So. 
Moving on, by the way, I um along the lines because one of the ways of doing it now w- is that like you can get married in. A lot of countries have that. That's yeah, not just the U.S. That. And that system I like because, firstly, if you get one person who lives here to like you, it's kind of like you're being vouched That's for. That's what I'm technically doing now. Yeah. I'm marrying my broad over there. Well, you're not going to like this joke, but I wrote it before you were here. Go for it. <laughs> the other one is <laughs> if you're going to take, like, if you're some chick from another country and you're going to take some ugly dude off our hands, like, nice. God bless you. Like, that's a contribution <laughs> right. to our country. <laughs> you got some dude here, can't get laid. You're some hot Russian broad. You're willing to pay to get a visa. and Because they're, they're uh-huh. women out there pay 25 grand for a fucking green card and, and, they'll, and, and they'll fuck you for a while. Wow, that's fucking cheap. What, 25 I've been grand? like 35, 40K. And because sl- I'm college educated. And they'll See? sleep with you. That's his rules right there. I'm college educated. Right. My price goes a little up. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> okay. Um, so now moving into what we were talking about, which is um, actually uh, the constitutional aspect. So we're under the um, uh, what you were saying that basically, hey, this is in the Constitution. The Constitution has said that this is a criteria for becoming a citizen, so we should stand with the Constitution. So first thing I want to look into is the value of the Constitution itself. I mean, I, I don't read up on this so much, but we just, we flaunt it all the time. We're three idiots. It's flaunted all the time. Hey, yeah. the Constitution, Constitution, Constitution. So I'll throw it to you guys first, and then I'll kind of give my take. But what does that even mean to you? Like, hey, it's in the Constitution. Oof. Uh, that's, a, that's heavy, man. It's like, that's what these guys, these like fucking 50 guys, you know, white, <laughs> slave-owning people <coughs> from back. You know, they fucking fought for this place. So yeah, they had yeah. some ideas. Of, this is what they fought for, They're you know? It. So this is uh, the groundwork of what our country is. So you're saying those dudes, they fought, they fought to be here. It's like almost more their country than anyone else. And they put into paper, hey, these are the kind of the rules and standards by which we'd like the country that we fought for and to I exist by. And I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, but they were all slave owners. But they didn't write except for the blacks in it. You know, they, let you, they were like, yeah, well, you know. They gave you leeway. There was we'll the leeway needed to change. Yeah. They'll catch up to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We kind of need them to build the country right now. <laughs> What uh? What's your takeaway? Constitution. End of the day is just you know, same what he said. But I feel like they should have made it a little bit more structured where it was more adaptable to shit. Because mm-hmm. you got the Supreme Court up there, they have to uphold the Constitution. Yeah, that's, crazy that's what they too. do. Supreme they Court. take the interpretation to it. But it should be easily more amendable where like it adapts to the times and shit. Like when they said you had the right to bear arms, back in those days you had like a fu- what was it a fucking pellet gun or some shit. Now you got fucking AR-15s and shit that are served through a fucking like regular school bus on one clip. So it should be a little bit more adaptable. Like The kids being born here and shit, I think that was, uh, if I read it correctly, it happened when there was a, a Chinese work guy on, on the rail. No, so that, that, came, that came later. That was, that was, the, that the, was part of it where if you're born... The interpretation or? came later. From what I understand, this was when um, they were freeing the slaves, so they wanted to create um, basically a law by which uh-huh. no one could say anything other than that these, the slaves and their kids were now citizens. So that that's why it existed. Gotcha. Um, the, what you're referring to with the, um, with the worker... Um, was a later interpretation because they tried to exclude them from citizenship gotcha. on the fact that they were out of the country. Um, okay, now I disagree with you on the guns thing, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of my interpretation of the value of the Constitution, and I, I, I'm going to throw this out for the fans, I recommend it. Um, great book called Why Nations Fails. One of the first books I read that kind of got me really interested in government and like political science, but it was all about why some countries are able to create unbelievable wealth and why some countries go to shit. Mm-hmm. So you might think 
think, hey, it's about physical resources, like certain countries, but that's not true because some of these countries have crazy oil. Yeah. And, you know, their people are backwards. And so basically. Wow. <laughs> oh, <shit. All> right. <laughs> Maybe I, I meant the government's backwards. Okay. Not not that there's anything wrong with the, the people themselves. The people themselves are great not. people. You said, the uh, government structure I want to watch you clean creates, up. Go for it. creates a backwards environment for people to live in. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> It's like an Exxon executive cleaning off a duck with a fucking rag right now. <laughs> That's the best. So what they were saying is that certain environments um, create basically their structures that the government allows people to be creative, to be entrepreneurs, mm. create new things. And then you have other government structures that basically want to protect who currently has wealth. And they don't allow people to get creative and come up with new ideas. And as a result, um, you know, you don't end up with new technologies. You don't end up with economic growth. What that book to me said more than anything was it was that basically government, we understand, is out for its own good. It will grow as large as, it's, as it can. and It will try and take resources from people and protect the wealthy. And so ideally, if you were to create a government, you would box it in with a document like the Constitution that said government can't step outside of these boxes. It needs to be restrained. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to run amok and you're going to end up in this environment where government's actually taking wealth. To me, government, the U.S. government is kind of the ultimate example of the fact that even the attempt of restraining a government with a document that's kind of solidified in time doesn't work. But at its best, what I think the Constitution is supposed to do is basically lock the government into a box and say, no matter what, people are going to have certain liberties, people are going to be able to own their guns, people born here. Like, we take some things out of the hands of government, mm -hmm. what they can and can't do. Like, in other words, I wish it was in the Constitution that government couldn't run a debt. I think that would solve so many problems in our country. If that was yeah, just written in good. law, hey, the president, we understand he's going to want to give out free goods if you can't afford it. It's going to steal from future generations. We're going to put that rule in the book, yeah. zero deficits. I think that – so like that to me is what a constitution could do is saying there are some things that are so important to us that – like freedom of speech. We're not going to let government or a senator decide in your town if you can have freedom of speech. We're saying that that is outside of government. Government yeah. needs to uphold this right, right? Okay. So – I, like you, kind of have this idea of we need the Constitution because there's certain things that we have to like lock into time and say is separate from government and are like guaranteed, right? So let's read the actual um, amendment here. So it was every person born within the limits of the United States and subject to their jurisdiction um, is by virtue of natural law and national law citizen of the United States. So you guys would look at that and go, hey, that's pretty clear. You know, if you're if you're born here, you're born here according to the subject Constitution. Subject to jurisdiction is like the legal term in that shit. Yeah, and subject to their jurisdiction is what some people will play off of. So you have oh. two different ways of interpreting interpreting the Constitution. You got the original intent theory and the original meaning theory. So original meaning theory goes, hey, these are the words of the, the Constitution. By the way, I, I don't need mean to hold you. So if we start going, okay. Yeah. Original meaning goes, hey, this is the way people used language in that time. So that's what it meant. The original intent theory goes, hey, this is what they meant to say. This is what their logic was. So even though it says that, it's not what they meant. And so we're going to interpret it along with what their intentions were. Yeah. So now I don't like that need like that the text needs to be understood in the context of the time to me that's stupid because here here's the like if you apply that to the bible you know there's like the don't cover your wife so like you can make the argument hey that doesn't apply to my neighbor she's got fake titties yeah. they didn't have fake titties in the time of the bible yeah, yeah. god god didn't mean hey i can't cover this wife there were no titties then it's temptation it's, that's it, the two apples right there in your he face meant, he meant that in the context <laughs> of the time when women were only okay good looking she's been enhanced mm -hmm. by science so that's not what god meant 
So to me, that's the kind of interpretations that you open yourself up to Mm. where you can go, hey, things were different or that's not like, how do you imply intent other than people's specific words? To go a little bit further more with that is I think like we all understand kind of contracts and when you put things in writing, the difference between that versus kind of what you would say. And so I think these were pretty smart people. And if they were putting something in writing, they were probably pretty specific with their language. Mm -hmm. And they didn't kind of like if you ask Benjamin Franklin right then and there, hey, if like in the future, you know, we're not clear about something here. Do you think we should go based off the language or what we think you might have intended with your language? He would go go with the language. Like, you're not here. You know, we're already debating over the language. Yeah. Imagine the debates we can have over what someone's intent was. Yeah, but that that's everything. Like, you brought up the Bible. Like, any religion now, they have those fucking, like, when you have radicals and shits, because people debating what? Wordage in the fucking book or whatever. Yeah. Same shit with the Constitution. That's all it is. You, Whenever you have words, you can't clearly define anything nowadays. Right. Like, 14th Amendment, like, case in point. With the second part of that, it's up technically, it is kind of up to interpretation and shit. Like, what the fuck is jurisdiction in? Right. If I'm here from another country, I can't just randomly kill you because technically I'm under jurisdiction of United States law. We got laws and shit. I can't just roll up a fucking blunt in New York City and not get arrested and shit. Right? Right. Well, you might be able to. That's, that's, that's Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's flip of the coin. Like, yeah. you could. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I yeah. can't. So. <laughs> Yeah. No, so I like what you're saying. You're basically saying when it says subject to their jurisdiction, what do we qualify as being their jurisdiction? That's what I'm and saying. does that apply to people who are not citizens? So like you have to obey yeah. the laws whether you're here legally or not, right? Yes. So technically if your kid is born here, even if you were born he came here legally, the kid is an American citizen. The kid is the kid has no alienable rights until they're born, right? Right. Like a life is a life that abortion shit, whatever. So mm-hmm. they're here. Right. right. So that's the end. Of, that's the end of that. They're legally here. So I agree with you that the plain and simple meaning to me when it says in subject to their jurisdiction means if you're in the U.S., you're subject to the U.S. laws. Yeah. And so and like you can't make the argument, hey, when you kill someone, well, I'm not under your jur- no, you're fucking here, buddy. You killed someone here. Like you, you have like fucking diplomatic immunity, but that's some other shit. That's about it. That's if you're. That's the only yeah, way. You, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're subject to the jurisdiction. So, um, okay. So I agree with you that that's the plain and simple definition. And to go a little further on how I agree with you, the language itself, to me, um, it suggests, like, it sounds inclusive. It's written in the affirmative. Like, if you're under our jurisdiction, then you are a citizen. It sounds like it's it's affirmative. It's not trying to – it's not language being used to say – and so these people are not allowed. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a lang- to me that language is is stated in the positive of, and this is how we're going to qualify you as being a citizen. It doesn't sound like this is going to be a qualification for limiting citizenship. Yeah. All right. So, um, I read this, and this was the most per- persuasive argument I read against why it should be reinterpreted. Uh, it's from the, and this is going to be the uh, last thing we're going to do. But it was can Trump end birthright citizenship? It was in. Uh, uh, Forbes, you guys ever read Forbes? Oh yeah, yeah, you're a big Keeping fan of Forbes, and that's it. It looks like you're all over Forbes. <laughs> of course. What about you, buddy? Ever? I don't really read Forbes. No, if it not... pop, if it pops up because I'm researching something, I don't. I don't really like when they have that most famous bullshit. I'll browse it on the website. It's on Pornhub sometimes, so y'all see it. <laughs> really? What the most? Like most riches and shit. Now, like you know, that'd be a good way of getting people better information. Yeah, just put it on Pornhub. Yeah, you got to put it on the side of Pornhub, and you got to yeah. keep all the information I need to just the title. And then you probably get me when I'm the most vulnerable to new information because, like, you're in a good mood. Yeah. You're, you're, you, you got the tits in front of you. You're already jerking off. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, it's, 
a couple paragraphs I want to read. Uh, As a former lawmaker, I'm more interested in the intent of the drafters of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. What do they say about it when they introduced in Congress? So first of all, it's important to view the 14th Amendment in context. It was forwarded for ratification after the 13th Amendment, which ended slavery at the conclusion of the Civil War in 1865. But recently freed slaves were not necessarily citizens, citizens as their citizenship status was abridged by the Supreme Court's infamous Dred Scott ruling in 1857. The 14th Amendment was therefore needed to elevate former slaves to the status of full-fledged U.S. citizens. That's what I was telling you earlier. It was yeah. about, okay, the 14th Amendment, Section 1 begins, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jur- jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. Senator Jacob Howard was the author of the 14th Amendment Citizenship um, Clause. On the floor of the U.S. Senate in 1886, Senator Howard clarified the meaning of the Citizenship Clause. Now, to me, this is incredibly shady because if this is true... Then, like, it's one of those things, like, if this is true, then I don't understand how we ever interpreted it the other way, which also just sounds like it can't be true. But essentially, when he was on the cl- on the floor and he said, hey, we're going to put this clause in, it seems like you might, it seems like they might be calling for you. Yeah, I um, got you, yeah, yeah. It's all good. If you got a slide out, it's all good. Uh, I'm about to finish. We're good. Oh, okay. Um, so... When he said, hey, guys, we're going to put this clause in there, and everyone's like, well, what do you mean by that? So he actually said on the floor, this will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreigners, aliens who belong to the families of ambassadors or foreign ministers accredited to the government of the United States, but will include every other class of persons. So, wow, that's... Clearly, the clause phrase subject to this jurisdiction thereof means something. In other words, he didn't put that for no reason. And so in the footnote, when he said, what do I mean by subject to the jurisdictions thereof? He said, this will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreigners. Now, what I say... It, it till, still to, con, to, con, uh. to contradict that is to me, you're writing the fucking contract. Why is that an aside? Yeah, like, that's, that, like if that it's, threw me off right If, <laughs> if yeah. it's really that fucking black and white, I don't know how you don't write that in. And then the idea that subject to the jurisdiction thereof would have been such common language that clearly it meant that non-citizens were not going to be included. So I have two problems with that. Firstly, I wouldn't understand why on the floor it would need a clarification. Secondly, to me, and I'm not a constitutional, I gave this about 30 minutes of thought before the show starts, so not an expert. I'm throwing this out there. If you got other ideas, please email me robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Like I said, it sounds affirmative. It does not sound like a limited clause, limiting clause to say, and we're not going to allow citizenship to anyone who's not under our jurisdiction. Like, it sounds like it's looking to include people. Yeah. And what it, in its simple usage includes is people who are here who you can't say are not under the jurisdiction of the U.S. because they are liable to our laws. Like you said, if you sneak into yeah. the country and kill someone, you're liable to our laws. You get death penalty depending on the state you All right. Here was the other argument he made, which also I- interesting. Complicating matters is the fact that at the time of the 14th Amendment, most Native Americans born on reservations within the borders of the U.S. were not granted citizenship as they owed allegiance to their tribe. Individual tribal members could apply for citizenship or be considered as citizens as if they were taxed and lived off a reservation. It wasn't until Congress passed the Indian Citizenship Act of 1924, signed into law by President Coolidge, mm-hmm. that the entire Native population becomes, became citizens. Some 92% were not at the time. So here's the interesting thing. The fact that a statute was needed to confer citizenship on a vast class of people born in the U.S. territory 26 years after the Wong Kim Ark decision, that was the, um, the story you were bringing up, yeah. appeared to throw some doubt on the argument that the 14th Amendment grants automatic citizenship to all born on U.S. soil. 
Now, the con- counter argument to that is that that wouldn't, since they're on their reservations, maybe that's specifically what they meant by um, that the the line of not their what was the line of uh, jurisdiction that, yeah. that that's clearly allotted outside of jurisdiction. That's the same as being like because uh, well, they were here and they were still identifying as a nation. Remember that too. They weren't claiming to be American citizens at that point. They were still identifying with the with jobs and shit. Right. That's a little different. Like you got people having kids here that want to be American citizens. Right. Whereas upon the Native Americans didn't want that. They wanted to keep their identity, their land, and all that shit. So it's a little different. So uh, what are the biggest hurdles in terms of marrying your wife and just closing that deal? Uh, Not much. Hopefully uh, paperwork gets in there by Saturday. We get married on the 28th of December. And then uh, I got to put in a couple more, uh, I think a K3 and a K4 to bring her the kid over. And it should be good to go. I'm taxpaying. Is that your kid? Uh, no, not my kid. Um, adopting a son. He's a good kid. All right. He can't swim, so he knows he got to behave because shit happens in the pool. Yeah, I got <laughs> I you. Say too much on that, but all right. Yeah, I know you got to get out of here, but quick answer: How do you meet this lady? Uh, I was out there last year. We met at a New Year's party at the mansion we had, and she was in. We hit it off. Okay, awesome. Cool. Bronx Johnny, thanks so much for coming on. I'm sorry if I went a little too heady on this one with the Supreme Court nonsense. We'll have you back again. More condom hooker talk. And uh, (laughs) uh, before we wrap it up, Joseph Roberts, you want to throw anything out there? Yeah, come uh, see me at the Creek in the Cave every Monday night at 10. Got a Swamp Thing uh, weekly free comedy show. Before we close it out, any random, uh, any good sandwiches you ate this week? Anything you want the, the people to know I'm about? I'm trying to not eat carbs, so I had this good carb-free, pe- or gluten-free pizza, not carbs. I'm trying to eat gluten. Why, girl- why do you go gluten-free? That seems My girlfriend so... has a gluten allergy. Oh, so just to be sympathetic? I'm being supportive, yeah. But you don't just leave the house and pound f- I do. I'm going to get a dollar pizza as soon yeah, as I Yeah, the second you get away car. from her, you're just all gluten all the time. Yeah, but that's some good fucking gluten-free pizza. It wasn't too bad. And some to... gluten-free cookie dough, which is nice because it's vegan, so you can eat it raw without worrying about getting salmonella. <laughs> you can eat it raw. I don't understand. What What, what is gluten-free? Um, No wheats, basically. Okay. I had a gluten-free cookie. It was like uh, with like sprinkles on it, and that's it was good. dense. I thought it like there was there, there was no part of me that thought it was le- like a lesser cookie product because of its lack of gluten. So. No, it's just different. It's a different texture, you know. Glu- but like we say a... it's kind of denser. It's got like a... Sure, I'll say that. I'll agree with you. It's your show. <laughs> That's not what you're here for. Uh, <laughs> hand me some shit. Argue with nah, me on man, the Constitution. No, man, that shit be flaky, dog. It ain't fucking dense, <laughs> you idiot. It's flaky. I hate I hate being gluten-free. My, my girlfriend ruins everything. <laughs> no, she's great. She's worth it. Has she found that ditching the gluten really uh, really helped her out? Yeah, yeah, I th- we think so. Uh, it's only been a few weeks, you know, but um, I think we're starting to see results. It's making her feel better. That's good. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Listen, we're we're uh, we're keeping this consistent. We're gonna be getting this out every week. Consistent I think, uh, and consensual. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think Joseph Roberts is gonna be uh, hopefully joining us regularly. Mr. Yes. Feldstein will be here hopefully as often as possible, and uh, we are going to be having some food-only episodes with him, which are going to be fun, where I will actually travel back to his residences and, uh, you know, bother his wife and, you know, just kind of plant myself in that living room takeover. That's fun, too. That's fun, too. Get your fingers too. wet. I don't, I don't know about that, but, you know, <laughs> it'll, it'll be a good time. So, anyways, email us, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Hope you enjoyed. Later.